Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson and iHeartRadio podcast. Well, we're back. We are back from our break, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, happy to be back. We are back. How was everybody's vacation? Huh? Oh, yeah, good Christmas, good holidays. Who, yeah, who wants to start? <laughs> vacation Danielle. was just filled with COVID and oh my leaks goodness. in our house well, from the rain. This, but hey, we're here. Listen, we've got we've got we've got Danielle Romo, we've got Riley Pelusis, we've got Amy Sugarman, we've got the ball club back together. Everybody's in one piece somewhat. Some of us are in 
COVID. Some of us are out of it. Some of us are in the middle of it, but we're still doing the podcast. We're strong. I don't strong. have COVID, but if no. I sound a little weird, it's because I'm in a bathroom. Right. Because my furnace that's in my attic broke. And so it basically started raining in my house. So I'm at my mom's house and the internet's not great. So I'm literally, my computer's on a toilet and I'm sitting on the bathroom floor. But how, how do I sound? I, you've never sounded better. Actually. It's very well themed with this episode that we have to recap so today. Good. It's, it's it, like, it's, you couldn't be more Lorelai. It's just perfect. It's, it's like you're mimicking the character. Put the video of it raining inside my house on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. And right Absolutely. next to Lorelai's falling in her porch. <sighs> well, I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday break. Uh, and you got uh, plenty of stocking stuffers and got all the presents you wanted. And uh, had a wonderful, safe uh, holiday. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope 2022 is the best year yet. Uh, starting off that way. Starting off that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to announce right here on the show that I have COVID and I am <clears throat> in the grips of it, kind of in the middle of it, but I'm rallying a little bit. Yeah, I did not think <sighs> you were going to make it today. Did you see my text? I I, said, you were a little concerned. I know. I, I was said, when I woke up, too? I was a little concerned. I was like, wow, I, I you know, because of the fatigue factor. So. Um, I don't want you to feel pressure, but it, just so people know, it's why we weren't on last week because there's five people on this Zoom and four. <laughs> Lady, I operate best under pressure. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my! So anyway, uh, but I, you know that's you just got to roll with the punches and you got to deliver, right? Uh, and we're gonna. Well, you're a champ, Scott. No, you're no, you champ. you are the champs. I am just, I'm just maybe the cut guy in the corner. That's it. You're the champs. I'm just trying to hang in there. And <laughs> guys, here we go. We're going to, we're going to break down season two, episode 11, Secrets and Loans, original air date, January 22, 2002. What did we think of this episode? Well, I have a definitive reaction. I want to hear your reactions first. Danielle, you go. I mean, just like I was kind of saying earlier, I just really related to this episode <laughs> just with my recent house leak. Um, I I just couldn't stop laughing. It was such a good episode. Um, and I know we'll jump into it a little bit more, but Rory and Paris dynamic in this episode was great. I loved it. So I think we have uh, a synopsis coming up. Riley, you want yeah, to give us a synopsis? I would love to give the synopsis. I'm really sad I don't have my sexy voice anymore, but glad I don't have COVID. So it's a great trade-off. It is a trade-off. Uh, so this is episode 11, Secrets and Loans, air date January 22nd, 2002. Lorelai is concerned over the fact that she cannot afford to repair her home's extensive termite damage turns to anger when Rory tells Emily about their problem and Emily offers a loan to Lorelai again. I'm not going to lie. I did call my dad when my ceiling was leaking in and said, I don't think I'm going to need to borrow any money, but be ready just in case. <laughs> uh, so what do we How do we feel about this episode? Hmm? So it's so funny because I think we loved it and I'm getting a feeling you didn't. I didn't. <gasps> Tell us more. I did not. I did I mean, not. Tell us everything. 
I thought it was a lackluster performer. I thought it was been there, done that. We've seen this already. Uh, same old tropes, same old stuff, same old, same old. Oh. Nothing new. Don't, didn't get it. I just oh felt like, God. I just felt like the writer's room took a week off and, and, and was leaning on, you know, on the, the greatness of the past couple of episodes. And I don't remember laughing at all. Uh, I wasn't amused by it at all. It was grating to me. Um, Interesting. And I think it was one of the reasons critics look at the show and say, well, you know, they could point a finger and say, well, that's in this show is inconsistent. It's not delivering at a very high level every single episode. And this is one of the episodes you can point to, in my opinion, um, that for me did not deliver. It was all, I just saw everything coming a mile away. Uh, I, uh, what can I tell you? Lorelai got on my nerves. I, I thought the oh whole thing God. was shrill. Do you think it was your least favorite episode Absolutely. So far? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I, I thought they could have scrubbed it and redone it. I did not feel that yeah, way. I Wait, felt Riley that way. and Danielle, tell me how you guys felt. I did not feel that way. Well, coming off of last episode, Brace that we Bridge recap, Dinner. Yeah, Brace Bridge Dinner. That was unbelievable. So I'll give it to you, Scott. This one was a little bit softer, but I still loved it. I still found the humor in it. I still thought, um, there was a lot of good content in there, but it was softer than like coming off of race bridge dinner. I'll, I'll give you that. I see what Scott's saying in that it was redundant sort of for a better, no better word to use. Like Paris and Rory have conflict. We've seen it. Emily and Lorelai have conflict over money. We've seen it. You know, Luke comes to the rescue, but Lorelai won't, won't take his help. We've seen it, but I still totally enjoyed it. Oh, Scott, you guys, I wish you guys could see his face. Okay, so let's break it down. So let's start with Paris and Rory and the PSATs. Did you find that amusing at all? Not in the least. (laughs) (laughs) I giggled. I thought it was, I mean, I can remember taking the PSATs. I sort of remember people wanting to know what your score was and you sort of being like, I don't know. And Paris just desperately needing to know. I also think it's fascinating that they are neck and neck. Rory's score is 20 points higher than Paris, but they really, they are competitors. Yeah. Paris's anxiety really had me LOLing. I thought it was great. Her anxiety, Paris's anxiety. She's a complete psychopath. (laughs) And she's sitting there just like in her pathetic state. You know, uh, I I just, I'm sorry. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the COVID or whatever uh, influencing me. It's fine for you not to like an episode because it makes this conversation that much more interesting. Again, with this psychopath sitting here, like fishing for compliments and please ask me the question. I mean, and and Rory is so above it at this point. And she just looks at Paris like this nut job again and. No, I'm not going to play into her game because that's exactly, you know, this is the the nature of psychopathology is the instant gratification that they seek 
It's it's nothing's long term. It's nothing's planned out. They just, you know, they just need to have their satisfaction when they need it, and it's and it's all about them. And it's and and Rory knows this instinctively, if not, you know, intellectually. Uh, and she just wasn't going to play the game. She knew exactly how to play Paris. She knew exactly how to do it. I found that so amusing. That that was that was amusing, but we've already seen Rory. Uh, Correct. Deal with it in in a similar way. So she's already. There wasn't anything groundbreaking. I'll give you there's that. There's nothing left to figure out with Paris. There's nothing compelling about Paris. I just found it amusing when the girls are splitting up their Fritos, which mm-hmm. I thought, who thought of that? So they're splitting up their Fritos, and here comes Paris, just fishing, like mm-hmm. you said, trying mm-hmm. to get them to ask for her scores. Mm-hmm. But there was a, such a funny zinger in there when they're talking so before Paris walks up the two girls are talking about how the boy hasn't called her and the one says did you guys catch that one the one says oh I thought we really connected in my closet the other day Mm, didn't didn't quite get that one so they're splitting the Fritos and then Rory's just like okay Paris like she's not even sitting with them down what's your scores and then the whole thing like are you a person that gets happy about a sunset like I just thought I actually thought that was funny. Right. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I don't know. For the first time I felt Paris's anxiety. I was like, just tell her the score. <laughs> like I just was like, just tell her, throw in her face. What did you think of your your performance? I liked it. My performance? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know that there was a lot there to really comment on. I think, you know, sure, yeah, I served serviced it okay and it was fine but i i just don't think there was a tremendous amount of you know there wasn't really an arc i mean he served his purpose he offered the money he was you know the good guy the whole thing but you know again we've seen it over and over again and he kind of you know he kind of gave up the one thing i did notice about that one scene outside when he this is when you're under the porch when i'm under the porch right mm-hmm. and when i'm under the porch is that he kind of gave up too quickly I agree. And, I agree with you. And I think it, it, it for me, it minimized, um, I don't know, any potential relationship or the, or the depth of their friendship and why couldn't she trust him to take yes. this? And I, I didn't quite understand that because it was such an easy thing for him. And look, hey, totally. it's not a big deal. But then this goes back to Lorelai's pride. And I think you make a great point. Yeah. I do agree that Luke, first of all, I love that he comes to the rescue. I love that he goes under and can tell what's going on. And he's very manly, you know, and he's just very cool and he's very good to her. And then you get that glimpse of like, Luke is successful. Like at at first glance, you're like, oh, he owns a diner. He's sort of an average guy, blue collar, you might say. But he's very successful, very smart, always can teach her about the loans and the bank and this and that. I agree with you. He should have he should have stepped up and said, Lorelai, stop this nonsense. Right. Borrow the money from me. Right. This is what's happening. But yeah, and it, but it does go back to her pride. And I get that. And, you know, she's really digging in and wanting to do it herself. But I don't know. I just... 
I, I again, you know, you're setting up Luke to suffer in silence even more. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he did his bit. He did his bidding. He put in his bid. It got rejected again, and and now he's you know assuming that familiar role of oh gosh, okay, well I'll just suffer here. And and it's sort of a device where you know the writing has to leave Lorelai vulnerable to to battle it out on the icy flats with mm-hmm. her mother. Yet again, that's, that's what and, I was and, and that's saying, what yeah. and that's what that was another, you know. Here we go again with this, and it just it just felt to me manufactured and contrived. It didn't feel natural. It didn't feel, you know. And immediately Emily gets up and goes to the checkbook. Immediately there's conflict. Immediate, you know, and, and it's it's like everything this woman tries to do for her. And I think I just got tired of, you know, I was I was actually sh- not shouting at the TV screen. I don't talk to the TV screen. I'm not crazy. <laughs> In that way. Um, but it's like, well, you let this woman help you. She has actual good intentions and why can't you see it? And I, yeah. it just, it, it made, it, it made me sad that their relationship was just so completely in tatters still where they cannot communicate on an adult level with, with any kind of uh, mutual trust. I mean, I think Emily trusts her and I think Emily is making yeah. far more of an effort yeah. Uh, to repair the damage that was done, and I think she's taking responsibility for her for her end in it, and and overcompensating and trying to make up for it, and and Lorelai is just beating the stuffing out of her every chance she gets, and I'm just tired of seeing it. It's all it almost comes off like elder abuse, and I want her to stop doing it. I want her to grow up. I want to shake her and say, "Hey, you know, come on." You right, know, get, your mom's sorry for what happened. Right, and she, let's move forward. Right, it happened, you know, and and my God, you know, she's everybody screwed up here. So let's, right. I don't know. I was, I just didn't want to see a battle. Not during yeah. the holidays. No, no. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So let me ask all of you this. What did you think when Rory maybe overstepped and told Emily what was going on? And did you think Lorelai's very angry reaction was too much? What did everybody think of sort of that situation? Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely thought it was too much, like Lorelai's reaction to Rory. Because at the end of the day, Rory wants help too you know like it's their house you know she wants it to get fixed and realizes that her family needs some help so she's gonna tell her grandma about it you know like it's a very I think normal thing to do um but yeah the way that Lorelai reacted was she was projecting on her own insecurities versus Mm -hmm. like what the actual situation was Mm -hmm. like sorry Lorelai that you don't want to ask your mom for help but Rory can you know Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Scott, what did you think? Well, I thought, um, you know, Lorelai made it a big deal right away. She woke her own daughter up at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, can you hear the termites munching and it's horrible and it's gross and oh, let's get out of here. And they, she, you know, she gets her up and gets her dressed and they have to walk to Suki's. And then, and then, you know, they start eating milkshakes at Suki's and, and that scene. And then Jackson comes out, whatever, with his pajamas. But um, which I fell flat for me too. I didn't find that funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so it's like, it's Lorelai who made the big deal out of it. And now she wants everybody to forget about it. And I can take care of this. Well, if, if you thought that you were going to make, 
if you if you just wanted to take care of it yourself and figure it out all by yourself, why the hell did you wake your daughter up at eleven o'clock at night? Get her up, get her to Suki's, and you know, you know th- this girl needs a rest. She's going to this private school. She she can't be up and upheaval and termites and you know my my mom's upset. You know it's it's yeah. why do you do, how do you do that to your child and then sort of try to downplay everything? It's like listen to me. Of course it's a big deal. Of course she's going to say to grandma. Well, you know, we have termites because my mom woke right. me up in the middle of the night. We, you know, it's a big, right. big enough of a problem. We're going to lose our house. And my mom wanted to get the hell out of the house before it collapsed around us. So I, I just didn't understand the logic of it. You know, yeah, I, I didn't I understand the logic of, of, of how Lorelai was justifying all of these actions and behaviors. So it was a little bit of a mystery to me. Yeah, I think it's it, it's interesting because I agree, like it's it's putting a lot of, even though Lorelai and Rory have this very open relationship and they're very honest and they know everything, that's a lot of anxiety, like we said, for a 16, 17 year old kid to go like, the house is falling apart and we don't have any money. Right. So there were jokes like, we'll never eat again. Right. And, you know, different little jokes. But at the same time, as a kid, you'd be like, am I going to have a place to live? Right. As she traumatizes her kid. We have no money. We're broke. I don't know what to do, but keep your mouth shut. And right. if you open your mouth, I'm going to be pissed off. I just thought it was, I just thought it was Lorelai out of control. You know? And I get it that Lorelai said, don't ask grandma and grandpa. And then Rory goes around her and brings it up. But, you know, that money is not a lot for Emily and Richard. It's like they want to help. Yeah. Like you said, I I get where you're coming from. Like it would be easier if these people would all sort of forgive each other. Yeah. And move on. Are they a family or aren't they? Does Lorelai want her daughter to 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 grow up in a family or not? Does she want to be the the ringmaster her entire life and 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 control the video or or does she want her her mom and dad to be a part of a real part of Rory's life, which they are inevitably anyway. And Rory obviously has that trust of her grandparents. It's not like she just thinks like, oh, they're rich. They'll give us the money. It's like, that's my grandparents. They will help us. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. So let me ask you all this. From our perspective, what should Lorelai have done? I guess I think she should have just borrowed the money from Luke, but I get why she didn't. What would you have liked to have seen Lorelai do? No, that's good. Right. I think that's good. And then Luke gets involved and then there's sort of a conflict between Emily and Luke. Yeah. And there's a chance for real comedy and, you know, but it, but it, it it widens the family somewhat. It, 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 it it brings the townspeople involved. And I mean, I mean, who knows, you know, that's, that's one possibility, Danielle, you were going to say something. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. I didn't think about that, but I love that. I was going to say, I, I wish she just went to Emily because it would have shown a little level of maturity, a, an olive branch per se, you know, like, all right, I'm treating you like my mom now, you know, instead of like Lorelai always being so I'm an independent woman. Like I would have loved to see the vulnerability for a second between Emily and, and Lorelai. Right. Does and- homeowner's insurance not cover termites? I guess not. I don't know. Uh, we'll soon find out, Amy. <laughs> depends. It depends on your policy, I guess. But, I do have termites in LA. I don't have termites where I am right now. But but another another storyline could have been, you know, they Lorelai goes to her mother right away. They help out, and then the conflict becomes Emily s- s- starts shopping 
for a new house for Lorelai. Totally. In totally. Stars Hollow or in Hartford. Well, I was yeah. it's closer to Chilton, I thought, and you were closer to us. And I know you love your little town with all your oh. your, your wild characters in there, but Jeez. I think now maybe it's time you get closer to me and and, and Richard and you know, we're getting older and da, 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 closer to school. Closer to school, the whole thing. Yeah. So then and then that could have caused all kinds of conflict between Lorelai and myself and you know, we're gonna commute back yeah. and forth and you know, whatever, I'll never see at the diner again. You know, there, there are a million ways you could have gone about it, but I don't know. Or in 2020, a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or take, I don't know, she could have rented out a room in the house. I do think the house is only two bedrooms, though, so I guess not that. There, I see what you're saying, like, we can play with this, and there were other options. And the town could have come together and raised the money for her, and it could have been right. a big town celebration, and... You know, Luke could have led the way or Taylor could have led the way. You know, it would have been super surprising. Uh, Emily could have been involved. And then it turns out that Emily was really the the ringmaster behind it. Right, ring, right, and, right. And it was, oh, mom, thank you. you know, whatever. There's a million ways it could have gone. It just, I don't know. It was dr- I love that the banker was um, Larry Dallas from Three's Company. Did yeah, you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. He was Richard great. Klein, you know it right away. So yeah. for those of you that are, older three's company that was jack tripper's best friend richard klein he played larry dallas and then he's the banker and look i i liked that scene too because i liked emily's perform you know i liked the performance there where she's just sitting back like okay and then that is true the banker's like oh you want me to just tell you the truth you don't qualify for this loan bye but here's the salt. It was almost like they were in cahoots, but at the same time, the banker was like, tell them the truth. Like, yeah, but it's, and I, I don't like how, you know, uh, you know, we're portraying, uh, Emily's being portrayed as some kind of underhanded connected with the banker, the evil banker, you know, this kind of, I mean, it's like, Jesus, you know, there was a level of maturity that I found lacking in this script. Um, and a level of naivete. And I just thought it, it just lacked scope. It lacked size. It lacked what Gilmore really can bring to bear um, with these gigantic life moments with these, right. with, with, with these that really resonate uh, when you watch them. And it just, to me, it just all seemed like they were leaning on, you know, old, tried and true, very right. thin kind of uh, methodology here. Uh, Let me ask you a sort of an inside baseball question. When you have an episode like the, so they write the episodes in order, right? Like I would assume they don't really write them out of order. So when you have an episode like the Bracebridge Dinner, that's just huge, like brilliantly written, these intense scenes, horse and carriages going around the town, a big giant episode like we would call it a sweeps episode would it be not that shocking that the following episode just can't live up to that oh yeah probably because i think there's a, a probably a level of fatigue and um i don't know yeah like you're cranking out 20 24 <sighs> episodes and you've got you know we always back in the day Mm-hmm. sweeps so like the the november episodes the february episodes the may episodes were always the biggest you right, know right right so this was of that time so i'm wondering maybe there is something to what you're saying that this episode no it wasn't 
a five star because they had just done this huge thing. Two, two actually back to back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's a good point, but still as a fan, I want to tune in and I want to be knocked out. You want to home run every week. I do. And, and this, this, this was maybe a, a, a seeing eye single through the right side, you know, a dribbler. <laughs> what can I tell you? So I still, I, I don't know. I'm going to be the one that's like, I enjoyed this episode. I thought the Kirk scene played well for me when he was saying all those funny lines, like, I don't want to stand on the porch. And then he's like, let's come over here in case something from the roof ricochets off. Like I thought that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Him being the termite guy. Mm-hmm. I love the beginning where Kay Sarah Sarah is playing and it's she's so happy and waking up in her bed and her jammies and goes out in her robe and Rory's in her cute jammies and then boom, music stops and she's through the porch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I found it all kind of amusing. It just wasn't enough for me. I, the, the fact that that was the main theme uh, of the entire episode just uh, it just okay. wasn't enough. A layer, sure. A B so you story. Would like that to be the B or C. A C story, story but not the A. Um, okay, that's yeah. that's fair. I also thought the scene. It to in me, the diner- it, yeah, it missed an A storyline. It missed. Okay, it so- missed something thematic and and larger and more fun. That could so like create this more complication. Been a storyline, PSAT yeah. a storyline, but then something bigger was the A. Yeah. Yeah. I like the scene in the diner when you two are bantering about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And she's <laughs> like, I'll do your makeup. That'll be a help. Yeah. Like the banter and the sarcasm, I just thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. You didn't love it? Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Should we take a break? I'm glad you enjoyed oh, it. You- Grouchy, sick people. All right, everybody, let's take a break while we uh, we're going to get our meds going. Normally, we cough syrup. Someone coughs, but I think we're going to keep it all in. All All right, we'll be back after these words. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. 
I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. We're back, and uh, we're discussing one of the more delightful experiences watching Gilmore. Uh, Am I the only one who noticed the freezer issue? Which which freezer freezers you're talking about? So Rory and Lorelai go over to Suki's, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, wake her up. Everyone's yeah. wearing their cute jammies. I really, I know we'll get to fashion, but I liked Lorelai's chandelier shirt. So they're all getting stuff out of the freezer and Lorelai goes to sort of kick the door closed, like tap it, but with a kick and it did not close. Huh. So I think I did do a little Googling because I was like, did I notice that or am I just like crazy? And they did say it seems because it wasn't a real freezer. So it was like, didn't close like a freezer would. Right. Yeah, they're not they're not real. (laughs) There's no there's no not real refrigeration going on there. It's all props. How do they keep the ice cream cold when Suki's like scooping it? Um. Gosh, that is a good. Well, you know, they bring in a a thing of Hagen Dazs that's somewhat, you know, halfway melted or three quarters melted or quarter melted. That's not hard. And then as the scene goes on, would you get a fresh cold one so it's not all soupy? Yeah, props would always have a couple of backups. Yeah. So, what'd you guys think of Lane and the cheerleader situation? Just Um, out of the blue, just like what? 
is going on here? Just came out of the blue. So out of the blue, and it was kind of like the first time we saw Rory get a little, I want to say kind of jealous, because she was like, you're so preppy now. Like, I, I, I don't know. I saw a little jealousy-ish. Yeah. Jealousy know. and that uniform scene when they're all, Taylor's making them undress the oh uniforms because it's freezing weird. cold outside. That, that was, was my favorite scene. <clears throat> I thought Blaine was quite a good cheerleader. Yeah. But what I, I what was the purpose of that? What what is the purpose of turning Lane into a cheerleader? It's yeah. unexpected. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I never would have said Lane would be a cheerleader. But I, I just, I just don't. I don't. I didn't understand. She's she's a, a rebellious teen listening to underground rock, hiding from her mother. You know, most of the time, uh, and all of a sudden she's a cheerleader. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know what I found interesting is when Rory left to go to Chilton, Lane was like, oh, no, don't become like, you know, one of those preppy kids. Right. And then now Lane is the preppy one. I don't know. Just- I do feel like, OK, as much as I enjoyed this episode, I will give Scott because there was a lot of sort of like random bleep going on. Like it was sort of like the writers were like, let's give Lane something to do. Mm hmm. Let's yeah. do that. Let's flatten the basketball. It's like, okay. He throws a basketball at her. And, and it was like, <laughs> you know, the obligatory Dean scene where he's so sweet and he's so caring and the whole thing. And and she responds, right? She Now right. she needs him. Now mm-hmm. she appreciates. Now she really needs him. Um. But he gets his basketball flood. Why'd you throw a basketball at my head? But oh, I yeah. don't like basketball. But <laughs> it's one of those, it's, I, just, I don't know. I don't know, man. This one, I was trying. I watched it twice, too. I mean, I was just like, yeah, I, was, I, did, like, too. did I, I did miss too. something? What's going on here? You know? Yeah, I enjoyed it both times, but also, <sighs> I maybe feel better than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Because once I left my ceiling and the water pouring in. I is it the COVID review? Is it the is, yes? Is it, does this episode have the great misfortune of being reviewed under COVID circumstances? <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. Oh the my COVID God. review. Yeah, it's almost like we should do an experiment, like in six months, and just out of nowhere go back and watch this one again and see oh, no. if you guys like it more oh, when no. you're all oh, no. feeling a hundred percent. Because see, I'm I'm the one. I feel okay. No. I got a lot of construction no. issues. No, it just. <laughs> It just missed. It just kept missing for me. Why are those two girls' names out of my head? The two best friends. What is uh, happening? Madeline. Madeline, Madeline Louise. Yes, I found them so amusing. This really? Episode. I apologize. Don't send me mean comments. Their names just went out of my head. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. There was, see, there, there isn't a lot more to discuss because there wasn't much more to the episode. I mean, what, what the heck more was there to the episode? They, you know, she. Yeah. She gets the loan, the end. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) She gets the loan, the end. Okay? Can we freaking go back to bed now? Okay? (laughs) Look, as much as I disagree that I don't think it was as bad as you do, I get, you're right. Look, 
maybe it was an episode filled with sort of BC storylines. It wasn't up to, you know, it, 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 they raised the bar so high prior and this didn't come close. I think we got a little glimpse of next week because Emily mentions that Richard is sort of closing his accounts and he's enjoying that because next week is a big one with Richard coming to stars hollow. So everybody mm -hmm. can get excited about that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it was just sort of an episode because they have to deliver 20 something episodes. I mean, there was a good Yannick scene. There was a good Michelle scene, wasn't there? She went into the uh, the inn with her shiny shirt, with her microwave shirt, you know. And what did Why? they? Ha they had some kind of a scene. Why do I not remember this at all? I don't either. Don't you remember? She goes into the uh, Stars Hollow, and and Yannick and her have a scene in her shiny shirt. Does anyone remember this? Her glittery. Micro Riley, microwave shirt, her high glitter they're, they're radiation the, shirt. <laughs> they're at the front desk and Michelle's about to answer the phone. Right. And he's talking about the, oh, yes. taking the wrong approach. Yes. Right, 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 right. right. Mm -hmm. Manipulating him. When she kept getting right. rejected by the banks. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Pardon me. Pardon me. There's a little racy or like a pretty scandalous line from Michelle in there. Saying, what was that? What was that? Uh, he says, you know, in Thailand, women do this trick with a ping pong ball that is a big crowd pleaser. <laughs> I missed that. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, that was, was, that like, was oh, very racy. You really do have to watch the episodes twice because you catch an entire set of lines yeah, that's, uh, the second time. I liked when Mrs. Kim shooed Rory out of the antique shop with the broom and said, you're a carrier. About the termites. Right. She has termites. <laughs> I definitely chuckled. I was amused. She sprayed her. She was sprayed her with the hose. Jeez. I mean, look, we won't we, we don't have to make everybody suffer. We can we can move on to our favorite fashion moments, our favorite lines in pop culture and just get out of this and and, and see how next week is. I don't know. I think a lot of people are gonna agree with me. I can't wait to find out. I think that I think uh, it's not, you know, my intention, but I'm sorry. I I you know. I just, it we just, should do a it poll. Just didn't hit me. on Instagram. And I was, listen, I was hard up for entertainment, you know, being bedridden for a couple of days. You know, I really wanted to get up and watch something spectacular. I was open for it. <laughs> so, did you watch anything else that wowed you? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> I didn't watch anything else. I went right back to bed. I was disappointed. Danielle, have you been watching TV nonstop for 10 days? Yep, I did. Um, <laughs> Emily in Paris. This I is Us is Back. Um, I did the morning show. Lots of housewives. There's three going on right now at one time. So I'm <laughs> fully just crushing it in the TV game. Here's my favorite fashion moment. The pajamas. Rory's. I need to know, were those Nick and Nora again? We might need to look up. Because she had a great pair of pajamas in the, you know, scene right after the title credits when Kesarasara is going. And then she had another pair of pajamas when they went to Suki's that were also adorable, looked like the same designer. So I'm giving, and Suki's robe was adorable. I'm giving pajamas just the ultimate thumbs up in this episode. 
there is no other fashion moment. That's it. Like I like that was the oh, big no, standout no, no, for no. me too. No, there's the minus that sparkly shirt. No, no, that's the, that's that's Scott the high Haslam. high glitter radiation microwave shirt she was wearing. <laughs> that was quite toxic for people, and they needed to check their radiation levels oh, after, after you know coming in contact with that shirt. Let me tell you, oh my God. that was a microwave of stars hollow. You start a, start we? an Instagram page. Microwaves of stars. Well, let's definitely put that up on our Instagram. Okay. Should we take one more break and then come back with the highlight of the of the episode? Yes, I think we should. Yes, let's take a break, and uh, we will uh, de shine our shirts somehow, so that not to give off the radiation. Uh, And we'll be back after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, I like that Rory eats egos. Did you see that? And she gave one to Kirk. She gave two to two to two to Kirk. Kirk got two waffles. I've been craving an ego waffle. You know, for me, that was the highlight of the entire episode when Kirk ate those waffles. I was so happy for Kirk. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Kirk did seem to have a lot of termite knowledge, though. Totally, that was that was impressive. Incredible, totally impressive. And I thought that is a that's that's where he belongs. He belongs in the termite field. Kirk should be a termitologist. He should be a he should be fumigating houses. That's perfect for him. And And so, like that, Luke came over and he knows a lot of stuff too. But you can't steal Kirk's thunder for the accuracy of the wardrobe. True. For the true. for for the depth of the knowledge. <laughs> I this, also like that Luke is a baller, and fifteen thousand dollars was not going to be an issue for him whatsoever. It was like, look, have it. Like, definitely, I'm starting to think Luke's got a quarter of a million dollars somewhere in the bank. Oh no doubt. Definitely. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He Let is not. He is good with the good with the money. No, he he's been inv- investing in big tech. I mean, he's yeah, he's, he is he's not. He is he's not rich as Midas right now. Struggling. Twenty twenty two. He's rich as Midas. He invested well. Totally. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's a Mac Daddy right now. Yeah. I oh know. yeah. He might right. get right. A, a microwave shirt and go high glitter on it. You know, oh, you never know. Really the two of those, you know, that could Gucci be their wedding. He, did, 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 did he get a Gucci belt from Bloomingdale's when Lorelai dressed him? I don't know. I think he did. He got a belt. I don't know if it was a Gucci. He can wear some clothes now. You just need to get him the clothes. Yeah. He can, you know, he can. So Riley was last episode when you were out and Danielle filled in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh my God. So this is the return of Riley. Wow. Thank God. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm excited Riley to be back. COVID free? Have you tested negative? Um, I have not tried testing again, but I f- I feel okay. Where, did you go okay. somewhere to get the test, or did you do it at home? I did both. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 
we got a guy. We got a guy. If you need it. I got a person. Really? You send me a guy? <laughs> we, I, I shouldn't even tell this because it's like, but we have to test a bunch of people for work today. And I actually sent our guy a note that said, don't worry. I'm fully expecting this person's going to come back positive. So I don't mm-hmm. want you to feel upset when you have to break the news to me. Like we're well prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Like, our poor COVID. So I heard we have someone that does all our testing. And I mean, yes. oh the, my co- the COVID episode, the COVID episode, the <laughs> COVID episode. I think everyone listening also is experiencing Jesus. the same thing. So it's just wow. like, well, so I'm... what are we at? Wait, I can give our word a uh, 80% positivity rate. What are you talking about? We have five people working right now and four either have it or had it. Yeah. We are literally the LA statistic where one in four people oh, are testing. No. And Easton, four our and engineer. Five. Don't forget Easton. He's, we're four he's out of five. five. Five out of five. Yeah, no, not me. Don't count me. You're four out of five. Yeah. I don't leave my house. I don't leave my house. Well, I don't know that it's COVID, but it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dodged a bullet for two years and now both. So I know we same what Scott, the get hell? on TikTok. All you gotta do is get on TikTok and yeah. watch those people give their symptoms and you yeah. have every single one. God darn it. I love that you go to TikTok for the symptoms. Okay, I'm totally obsessed with TikTok. That's that's a problem. I want to start our TikTok account. Don't forget, we're getting on that, Scott. We're starting our TikTok within the next oh, couple yeah. weeks. I'm I'm going to get on there and show off my curves, man. (laughs) Get some attention. Start influencing people. Grain of salt, though, because it's not necessarily accurate. Yeah, we're going to have some dance routines, dance moves. Yeah, we got to do some cool. Oh, we're going to we're going to do we're just going to take over. I can't wait. I'm born to do TikTok. (laughs) Born to do it. I saw a TikTok this week where the guy was talking about Sex in the City, the reboot, but he tagged it and admitted that he was tagging it Gilmore Girls because more people will watch or see the TikTok if he tags it Gilmore Girls. Smart man. Yep. I don't know Let's, who that guy was. That's a word to the wise. Props. Make sure you tag GG no matter <laughs> yeah. what subject you're talking about. You'll get the eyeballs. Listen, man, it's been a strange trip. It's been a really long, strange trip, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something. I was in Colorado, and every time I'd hoist my skis on my shoulders and walk to the lift, I would see another influencer in a bikini grinding on a snowmobile, and and it would just seem normal. So it's like, what is, you know, the world has changed. Okay, the world has changed, and I, I don't know how else to explain it. But, uh, you know, you, you either just got to accept it and roll the punches or just get back in bed and put the sheets over your head. <laughs> Both good options. Both good options. <coughs> he doesn't have COVID. Don't worry, guys. I don't have COVID. He's not sure it's COVID. Not COVID. I, I'm no doctor, but... It's just a bit of a congestion here in the chest, chesticle region. <laughs> yeah. mm. If COVID brain was an episode, it'd be this. Yep. That's a real thing to us on TikTok. (laughs) Well, speaking of grinding, should we grind out this (laughs) pop culture? (laughs) Give us the pop culture, Ray. Well, thank you so much for filling in, Danielle. You did a fantastic job seeing the reviews. Everybody loves you. So thank you. (laughs) 
So I'm Riley. I'm back. I'm back with your pop culture. Thank you for having me. Um, so first we have Madeline Louise talking about boys while they're eating lunch at Chilton. And Madeline says, boys, a Nancy Drew mystery. Nancy Drew is a fictional character, a sleuth in an American mystery series created as a female counterpart to the Hardy Boys series. More than 500 Nancy Drew books have been published since 1930, and in 1977, the Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew mystery series was a TV series starring Pamela Sue Martin as Nancy Drew. Then to the big screen in 2007 came Nancy Drew starring Emma Roberts. Due to only having a learner's permit and not an actual driver's license, Emma Roberts was not allowed to drive by herself in these car chase scenes. And the best thing about Gilmore Girls is these references made sense then and even now. And actually, there's a Nancy Drew TV series on the CW starring mm-hmm. Kennedy McMahon, which is so cool. Just Can I get one through. super tangent sidebar? Because you just mentioned Emma Roberts. Did you guys see the Harry Potter thing where they showed what they thought was a picture of Emma Watson who was in Harry Potter and it was Emma Roberts? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt so bad. Stop. I need to go back and watch that. You need to go Google it too. And like Emma Roberts and Emma Watson are like commenting about it. I mean, like that is hilarious. I felt bad for that producer that made that mistake. Oh <laughs> the wrong God. picture. So good. So next we have Suki and Rory list off the reasons why Lorelai is an upstanding citizen and should get the loan. Rory says, and you played Tevia in the uh, Stars Hollow Community Theater production of Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof is 1971 American epic musical drama comedy and an adaptation of the 1964 Broadway musical. Topol is only 35 years old when he performed the role of Tevia, a character supposed to be over 50 years old. To make Topol look older, the makeup team clipped 15 white hairs from the director's beard and applied them to Topol's eyebrows. Gross. And the sunrise-sunset scene was not lit by electric light, but by hundreds of candles. Luke tells Lorelai they fixed the house and she can pay for it when she can. Lorelai says, because I'm Tony Soprano? (laughs) Anthony John Soprano is a fictional character in the 1999 HBO television drama series The Sopranos. HBO was worried that the title of the series would make the audience think that it was about music. That is why the gun image is in the logo. It is said that during some scenes, James Gandolfini inserted a small stone in his shoe to anger him, making him play the role of Tony Soprano more authentically. Both great tidbits there, Riley. Scott, would you do that? Me? Would it, Like playing Luke, would you be like, let me put a rock in my shoe to make me a little more grumpy? No, nah, just... No. <laughs> just, just have COVID. Just have a, just have a, I was just about to say that. Just have COVID. Just get sick. <laughs> You're good. By the way, like you guys, Scott is sick and he's doing this podcast. Like he's like, I'm gonna do it. Well, I, you know, I put it off for a couple of days and I couldn't have done it Monday or Tuesday when I came back, right? But you're here now. But I'm here now. I can't even believe I'm like, my eyes are open. (laughs) Don't you don't look your best. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I actually when I saw Scott jump on the Zoom this morning, I was like, I love the facial hair. An I, hour I think... ago, he looked a little stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost ten pounds just sitting here. Like... Mm. Oh my god! Ay, ay, ay. 
I'm we taking so much vitamin C. Flush the toilet so every, at the end of the episode, I'm going to flush the toilet so everyone knows that I'm recording this podcast in a bathroom. Yes, you need to prove that. I will. That'll be the. You big can't bit. make that claim without proof. Yeah, nobody move because at the end of the episode, you're right. going to hear a toilet flush. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Leave Ugh. your five star reviews for this particular episode. <laughs> I was going to try to make a potty joke, but I'll refrain. Lorelai and Emily fight outside the bank, and Lorelai finally agrees to let Emily in on the bank meeting. Lorelai says to Emily, I swear, one of these days, Alice Powell right to the moon. This is a reference to The Honeymooners, an American television sitcom which originally aired from 1955 to 1956, created by Ann Starry, starring Jackie Gleason as uh, Ralph. Ralph's phrase, to the moon, Alice, was ranked number two in TV Guy's list of TV's 20 top catchphrases, and the four main characters, Ralph, Ed, Alice, and Trixie, later became the prototypes for the four main characters in the Flintstones. The show was shot as- How right in the kisser? Mm-mm. Pow. Right in the kisser. Well, who Pow, said right that? Nobody said kisser. What are you talking about? I, it was the, they claimed that the to the moon, Alice is the catchphrase that was. No, no, no. And how, and how I, I wonder, did Emily not get that reference? Because she's of that age where, she, you know, the really? honeymooners was a hit show when she was an adult. And everybody knew That's that, knew that phrase, you know? Agreed. So it also came back in 2005 as a film, and it bombed, sadly. Well, yeah. (laughs) Lorelai talks to Suki about the money it is going to cost them to tent their house. Lorelai says, I was thinking about opening a Coyote Ugly and Lemonade stand. Coyote Ugly is a 2000 American musical comedy drama film based on Coyote Ugly Saloon. The original Coyote Ugly Saloon officially opened its doors on uh, First Avenue in New York in 1993, and the other 13 locations followed. The saloon is known for its beautiful bartenders performing on the bar, and in the movie, Leanne Rimes did all the singing for the character of Violet, so when the two are duetting on the bar, Rimes is essentially duetting with herself. And finally, Tyra Banks tore her lateral meniscus dancing on top of the bar. Dangerous business, dancing on a bar. Huh. Lorelai tells Rory they will go out to celebrate her SAT scores. Lorelai says, okay, so we should celebrate. How about we all get dressed up tonight and hit the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is what you guys talked about, the bantering back and forth. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is a 1975 musical comedy horror film starring Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, Barry Boswick, and even Meatloaf. Dr. Everett V. Scott crashes through the wall for his entrance because the set builders forgot to put an extra door in the lab set. And we love hidden finds on this podcast. And here's one from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Aside from the chemical symbols scrawled on the lab wall next to the control panel, there's a grocery list calling for flour, eggs, bread, sugar, and two hypodermics. You know, I've never seen a film uh, that engaged an audience so thoroughly than Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was actually, my first year of college is when that hit its zenith. Uh, Yeah. And every Friday night, every weekend night uh, in New Brunswick, because I went to Rutgers, um, you know, there was this theater and they would show the film there and everybody would dress up as one of the characters and people would get up on the, in front of the screen and act out, you know, there was, there was a moderator and, and they'd stop the film and everybody, I mean, it was just, it was I've never seen anything like it. I've never experienced. They still do it in Los Angeles sometimes. Oh my God! What a film! What a what a what a fun film! Anyway, go ahead. No, it's a great film. 
Um, So next, Mrs. Kim kicked Rory out of the antique shop because of the wood and the termites. Rory says, and then she chased me halfway down the street with a hose. It was like the scene from Silkwood. Silkwood is a 1983 American biographical drama film directed by Mike Nichols and starring Meryl Streep, Cher, and Kurt Russell. The film centers around a death while investigating alleged wrongdoings at the Kerr-McGee plutonium plant, which is why she wanted to... I want to watch Silkwood. Do you really? I've never seen it. I had never heard of it before this. You've never heard of it. Seems like a downer. Yeah, sometimes I like that. It'd be good for you guys to watch that today. Yeah, especially today. A real uplifting film. (laughs) Maybe you should watch Contagion. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Too soon? No. I want to see the. I want to see. Don't look up. What? What I is heard it? It's good. Yeah, the, you got it right with Leo. With and Leo? Meryl. Isn't it Leo, Meryl, Jonah? Good cast. I was looking at his, uh, his Twitter feed today, Leo, and it made me feel so. Completely insignificant. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This guy, he's the king of the world, literally. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me while I die. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, God. All right. Time for a cough drop. Oh, let's take the. I think I should take the paper off. I've been taking (laughs) these with the paper on. Um, Man, is that guy committed to curbing yeah, climate change? Yeah. Oh God, he's like, he's worried about the the butterflies in Uruguay, and I mean, he's yeah. he's keeping track of everything. Just he's go on joke. his go on his Twitter feed, and you can see how involved he is. Yeah. How completely uh, uh, embedded he is in this world. It's yeah. quite amazing. He's, I, I really always, want to see that Adam McKay film. I really want to see that film. Yeah. It's on Netflix, so I'm, I think I might. You can watch it right after this. Let's review that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Henry, me and Henry. Yeah. We'll get to it. Let's do that. Okay. Next review, I think Henry mentioned it, is uh, we did Flashdance and then it's uh, The Sixth Sense. So you could watch that too today. Sixth Sense? I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. There's a real, there's a real twist. I see, I see dead people. Yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> there's a real twist in the end. Oh boy. So louder alert. <laughs> okay, Riley, keep going. Last but for pop culture, Rory and Lorelai talk about their loan process. And Lorelai says, oh, honey, it's not the amount of places that turns you down that matters. It's the quality of the place that turns you down that matters. And when you've got Jacko's loan and stuff not wanting your business, you know it's time to hang out with the Corys. That was a reference that I really appreciated. So this is a reference to the two Corys, also known as the Corys. The actors are Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Mm-hmm. The Two Corys was a 2007 TV series as a look at their lives of former child actors. And that Corey. was after this. So she was mm-hmm. real on her game. She was before her time. And Corey Feldman and Corey Haim were the highlighted, were the highest paid at teen stars and were essentially the kings of the teen box office back in the mid-late 80s. Wow. And Licensed Corey Haim... Corey Haim unfortunately passed away from pneumonia in 2010. Do you have a favorite Corey Feldman and Corey Haim movie? Not necessarily. They don't have to be in it together. Goonies. 
Goonies for Corey Feldman, great call. I'm a stand by me myself. And Corey Hain, Lucas. I love Lucas. If you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, Corey Feldman was great. And uh, Goonies, Goonies, he was like the best. Yeah. And that's it for pop culture. All right. Yeah. I think I've said all my favorite lines. I, I revealed them as we went along. <sighs> You're a carrier. This is Kim. Danielle, what's what's your favorite line? I have a good one from when uh, Rory was telling Emily about their problems. And Rory goes, we have termites. They're eating our whole house. (laughs) And Lorelai goes, but they always say thank you. (laughs) Mine is also Rory and Lorelai together. Um, Rory says, so do you think the porch is falling apart or do you just weigh a ton? (laughs) Oh, Um, my God. What? I thought of one more. Well, you can't have two. I gotta go. I'm having. I'm struggling to find one that I like. Um, I think it's Kirk uh, commenting on how delicious the waffles were. Also, when Lorelai says we like the entire house, Kirk, and he says even that kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> This might have been my favorite Kirk episode so far. No? Oh, well, you got... I don't know about that. No. (laughs) This might be my favorite podcast. It's when Kirk seemed the most normal. Yeah, he seemed like... Yeah, he just knew his job. Yeah, he really had it together. (laughs) (laughs) Next week is... Richard comes, I forget the exact way, what it's called. Richard comes to Stars Hollow. Richard and Stars Hollow. Oh my God. Hey, wait, the big finish. Hold on. <laughs> See you next week. All right, kids. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And I'm going to try to do this, uh, give us a nice little send off for the maiden voyage of 2022. This, I am Scott Patterson. And this is the I Am All In podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for downloading. We are going to up our vitamin C, D, and gummy uh, regimen, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. 
No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 